G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. On a Wednesday, we like to check in on the latest breaking news headlines this week that are coming out of Israel and the Middle East. Ron Ross has been pouring over the headlines once again. Back with us. Hello, Ron. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Ron, let's start with one. According to Israeli media reports, US President Joe Biden is considering a visit to a Palestinian hospital in East Jerusalem. What are the headlines saying? Yeah, Biden's considering a visit to Al-Makassad Hospital, the largest Palestinian medical centre in East Jerusalem, and Israeli sources said. The visit during Biden's trip to Israel, planned for next month, would be in the framework of an American initiative regarding the hospital. Biden would visit the hospital unaccompanied by Israeli officials, which will be viewed as not recognising Israeli sovereignty over that part of the capital city. No previous U.S. presidents have made similar visits. Though the Biden administration has sought to strengthen the current Israeli coalition government, the visit signifying a divided Jerusalem will likely spark disputes within the coalition. The visit would be in the framework of an American initiative regarding the hospital, which could mean renewing funds that Trump administration cut, $25 million of it, to the East Jerusalem Hospital's network, of which al said is a member. Biden's trip to Israel has not yet been finalised, but it's expected to be scheduled around the G7 talks, which is on June 26 to 28. Well, diplomacy is one of those things. Uh, not an easy thing, whoever you are, but where you go makes a political statement. No doubt there'll be a lot of people reading into uh, those sorts of visits, uh, political statements. Hey, Ron, let's move on. Another headline. Israel's defence forces have arrested 15 suspects suspected of assisting in recent attacks in Elad. What are the headlines saying here? Yeah, the IDF operated throughout the West Bank uh, last Monday morning, including in Ruminar, the hometown of the terrorists who killed three men in Elad last week, according to the IDF spokesman. Two Palestinians suspected of assisting the terrorists were arrested, arrested in the West Bank town. Another two Palestinians suspected of aiding the terrorists who carried out the shooting attack in Ariel at the end of April, in which a guard at the entrance of the settlement was murdered, were arrested in the towns of Karawat Banassi and Salfit. Israeli security forces also arrested terrorism suspects in Balata, Aida, Beit Rima, Al-Walajar, Bilan, Azun, Katana and Hizbah, and uh, a total of 15 suspects were arrested by Israel security forces in the West Bank. The two Elad terrorists were captured by Israeli forces on the weekend. Later in the day, the army mapped their homes in preparation for demolition. Okay, another headline. The Israel Defense Forces have launched their biggest training program ever. What are the details? 
Yeah, it's in the midst of all this terrorist activity. As tensions boil over in the West Bank, amid a series of deadly terrorist attacks in Israel, the IDF launched the largest exercise in its history last weekend. Thousands of soldiers and reservists will take part in the drill, dubbed Chariots of Fire, including the Air Force, Navy and regular and reserve forces. The four-week drill will simulate a multi-front and multi-dimensional war against Israel's enemies in the air, at sea, on land and on the cyber front. There won't be a unit that doesn't take part in this drill, the IDF spokesman said. The goal of the drill is to improve the readiness of the entire military and examine the ability of troops to carry out a powerful and prolonged campaign against enemy forces. The drill is unique and unprecedented in scope and will enable the army to maintain a high level of readiness in an ever-changing environment. It aims to improve the military's capabilities in intense, multi-front and prolonged war on all borders. Ron, in something of a surprise, the Russian President Vladimir Putin has apologised. That's very unusual, but he's apologised for some Jewish Hitler claims made by his foreign minister. Uh, What's this one? Yeah, I viewed this story with a lot of suspicion. However, it's reported Putin has apologised to Israeli Prime Minister Bennett for his foreign minister's claims Nazi leader Adolf Hitler had Jewish blood. The Prime Minister accepted the apology of Putin for comments by Sergei Lavrov and thanked him for clarifying the President's view of the Jewish people and the memory of the Holocaust. It was a rare move on the part of the Russian leader who may have feared that Israel would change its relative neutral stance towards its allies in the war on the Ukraine. While the Kremlin did not mention an apology specifically, it affirmed Putin spoke with Bennett about the historic memory of the Holocaust. Back to Israel here, where Israel officials have blasted foreign interference on the Temple Mount. What are the headlines telling us? Yeah, very aggressive. All decisions, all decisions regarding the Temple Mount and Jerusalem will be made by the government of Israel, which is sovereign of the city, without any attention to foreign considerations, Prime Minister Bennett stated. Speaking at the beginning of the Cabinet meeting, Bennett appeared to be responding to a list of requests drafted by Jordan, which had submitted to the Biden administration and in which it demanded less Israeli presence on the Temple Mount, including limiting the number of police presence and increased Jordanian control over the site. Similarly, Mansour Abbas, head of the Islamist Ram Party and a member of Bennett's coalition, stated at the weekend that he would return to supporting the coalition based on the approval of the Jordanian king Abdullah, who he said was the rightful custodian of the Temple Mount. And Bennett went on to say, we certainly reject any foreign interference in the decisions of the Israeli government. Of course, the state of Israel will continue to maintain a respectful attitude toward members of all religions in Jerusalem, as we have done and will continue to do. And Ron, a lighter note you might say, but those who might remember what things were like in previous years, an interesting one developing, Saudi Arabia is set to invest millions into Israeli startup companies. 
Uh, what's this one? Yeah, they're reportedly ready to put in millions and millions of dollars from the kingdom's sovereign wealth fund into Israeli businesses, reported by the Wall Street Journal. Israel and Saudi Arabia do not have diplomatic relations, though they maintain quiet security cooperation. According to the journal, the move is the first known instance of money from the Saudi Public Investment Fund being directed to Israel and could help pave the way for the two countries to normalize ties. The journal reported that Affinity Partners will invest a $2 billion commitment from the Saudis. The report did not specify how much money would be directed towards Israel, but it did note that two unspecified startups have already been selected for a handful of cash. Okay, Ron, always appreciate your insightful updates, scouring those headlines, bringing these stories uh, to listeners to 2020. Really appreciate you. Thanks so much for sharing them with us afresh today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.